Hi, this is Millie, and you're listening to the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you will find the validation and love you've been searching for. Welcome to my new listeners, and thanks to my loyal friends. Please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers. And please consider donating to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Narcissistic Parents. And I'll put all of these links in the show notes. Okay, first I wanted to thank my Patreon members. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, I suffer from severe anxiety and CPTSD. And I cannot work. Um, I attempted going to work for many years with little success. I would go to a job, a new job. My anxiety was so bad I would end up quitting either first day, third day, or I would never show up. And I know that that may be the case for a lot of you. Also... Um, remember, I'm not a licensed therapist, so this is for educational purposes. If you need therapy, please find a therapist in your area. Uh, remember to look for a therapist that knows about childhood trauma so that it's more effective for you. Okay, so <clears throat> what I want to talk about today, and I also want to explain, I know it's, 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 I've said a few different things, is I haven't been feeling well. I've been sick. Um, Speaking of, you know, anxiety, I've been having stomach problems um, that have been serious enough that I ended up going to the doctor. And I'm in the process of getting blood work and ultrasounds um, to try and rule out some things, I think, more than finding... um, an exact, you know, reason. Um, so that's, what's been going on with me. Stomach issues are the worst because with my anxiety, my stomach problems are, are the issue. Like when I have really bad anxiety, it's my stomach. I feel nauseous. So this, this has been a really big struggle. Okay. So I want to talk about today. Why? It took a lot of us so long to figure out that our parent, mother, you know, I'm going to put mother in parentheses there, was a narcissist, okay? And the answer is actually very, very simple, but it's hard to accept or kind of comprehend how we didn't see it. And and I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. Okay. So the reason we didn't see it for so long was because they didn't want us to know. Okay. And with most, most of us on here, we have very covert narcissistic parents, right? Very underhanded. Their abuse was, um, emotional, psychological, and it wasn't even you know, calling you names. It was things that they did that you have to explain what happened in order to, you know, to, 
to have people understand even the whole, the situation, which I hope you're not doing right. We're, we don't explain ourselves. Um, we stop that. Okay. It took me a while to stop, but you stop. If someone is not believing you, then they're not believing you and you can't make them believe you and explaining yourself just makes you look like the crazy person. So the fact that they did it underhandedly means that you had no idea that it was everything that was happening to you was wrong. The other thing that they did was they kept you away from other families. If your life was anything like mine, you never slept over anybody's house. Like if there was a sleepover, um, I attribute, I I give my mom credit for all of that, for being as anxious as I am today, where I still cannot sleep around other people. Okay. I never could. And I never will. That is something I've accepted. I have to sleep, you know, I can sleep with my husband or my daughter in the room, but that's it. I cannot sleep with other people. Like, I have um, made plans or just, you know, talking about, hey, we should do this and we could rent one room and we could all sleep in the room together. And I'm like, hell no, I ain't going to that. Immediately I get nervous. I can't sleep in the same room. So if they kept you away from staying over at a more functional, normal household, you never got to compare and say, well, hey, my mom doesn't hug me and tell me she loves me, kisses me, right? Just like this, these parents do. Um, another reason is just the fact that you're, you were in it. You were enmeshed with your narcissistic parent. And by enmeshed, I mean you were just intertwined with that parent. And they wanted you to be. That was the whole purpose. They wanted you to be so involved with them and and think what they thought and... Um, do what they said and believe that they knew better for you than you did. That you had no idea that the relationship was even bad. As a matter of fact, how many of you would have answered great to the question, how is your relationship with your mother? Right? Me. Okay, I'm raising my hand. You can't see me, but I am, I swear. Me, I, I was the perfect example. I always said that I had a great relationship with my mother. And I had a terrible relationship. But I didn't realize that till I was four, in my 40s. Right? I'm in my 40s now. So, <clears throat> right? I, I had a trauma that kind of made me open my eyes. But... I never realized that there was anything wrong with with my relationship. And if you guys heard the episode of my husband, um, he saw it. He saw it very quickly. Um, He saw the enmeshment. I was calling her every day or going over there every day because their house is very close to my daughter's 
elementary, middle school. And so I would drop my daughter off in middle school, especially, and, and hang out at their house for a couple hours almost every single day. I would get home at like noon. That was ridiculous. The amount of, of enmeshment that there was there. Ridiculous. It was just, I didn't have a life of my own. Right? And also the fear of being alone. I hated being here in the house by myself alone. And and I've had to deal with that now for a long time. And that's kind of helping my anxiety out. It makes me anxious to be alone. And that's something that we learn also. So, in all of this time, we just couldn't see it. We were blind. But it wasn't our fault. They made us blind, right? They took, they covered our eyes up. They did. And then, one day, you see something wrong. You take a step back. You take a little bit of time and distance and... It doesn't happen immediately. At least for me, it didn't. It took a little bit of time. But once you have stepped away from it, wow. You have to deal with it. And that's, that's the difficult part, okay? Yes, going no contact is the best way to deal with a narcissistic parent. Because any contact at all. Is it is is first of all you give you're giving them the message that you still want contact and you don't, right? If you give them two minutes of a telephone call every five months, that's enough for them to know that you're still involved, right? Number two, any contact means they have a chance to abuse you during that contact. So the best way to deal with a narcissistic parent is no contact. But when you go no contact, you get that sense of relief. You do, right? You feel, wow, I'm not getting put down. I'm not being told how to raise my daughter. I'm not, and I'm being specific to me, but I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this, right? Um... I was always criticized by my parenting skills. The one thing I did was um, I knew that I was doing the right thing and I would just agree with my mother and then do my own thing when it came to my daughter. But it's nice not to have to listen to someone tell you that you're doing a bad job as a parent. (laughs) It's that simple. Even if you're strong enough to know, no, you know, I'm doing things my way. It's nice not to have to hear it. Why do you have to hear someone put you down? What's the point? Um, It's nice not to have them gaslight you. It's nice not to have them triangulate. Right? Or to be in a relationship with someone that is talking about you, smearing you. And then you find out they've been smearing you for years and years and years. Just in case something happened... They were already, you know, things were already in motion. So, once you have distance, and I say this a lot, and I say this in my posts. 
something about that distance. And I couldn't really tell you why this happens this way, but it does. Once you have stepped back far enough, some time has passed, you have to deal with the crap that happened. All right. And that's the bad part. Like going no contact. I know a lot of people say it's the best thing I ever did. Da, 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 da. It is the best thing. But you have to do it with your eyes open. Realizing that it's going to be difficult. Because once you've broken those ties. Everything they ever did to you comes crashing down on you. And that's what happened to me. That's actually happening to me on another personal level with my ex-husband. Because up until a few months ago, I used to see him every, you know, maybe once a week or twice a week when he came to pick up my daughter. And I said, you know what? I, I don't want to see him and talk to him that often. So I'm telling him to just text her when he picks her up. And that's what happened. Now I'm dealing with the pain and the, the seeing things so clearly of the things that he did to me while we were married, after we got divorced. And it's hard. It's hard to go through that with someone else. Because I already went through that pain with my mother. So that's what's going to happen. You know, you, you guys are going to go no contact. And please, if this happened to you, because I'm sure not everyone is the same. Right? Not everybody's going to deal with it. So I'm, I'm sure it's true that some of you went no contact and it was great and that was over. And it was over and it was it. Because at some point in the past, you had already dealt with all of that stuff, right? You went no contact after already knowing that your parent was a narcissist for a, a while. But if it happens the way it did with me, that there was a trauma involved, and then, you know, my mom did something, and that's when I went no contact because I knew that I'm not, I can't deal with this anymore. I can't deal with their behavior anymore. Then you're going to have to deal with all of the stuff that they did to you, right? It's going to come crashing down. And it comes in the form of a nightmare or nightmares. That's complex PTSD. It comes in the form of just sadness and anger because... Wow, they abused me. I was a little kid and they did things that were just awful, right? You start to realize the things that at the moment didn't mean anything to you and now it's huge. Like when I was in the third grade and I wanted to audition for Annie at my school. And I had signed up and they told me what time I had to be there. And my parents purposely got, got me there late. It was on purpose. They didn't want me to be in the play for some reason. I assume it was because it was going to bother them to take me to, a, to rehearsals. So that's 
that's what happened or pick me up later from school because of rehearsals. So they didn't want to do it. So that's how they sabotaged it. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, what's going to happen. You're going to see things clearly after you go no contact and then you have to deal with those things. You have to feel the pain. You cannot ignore it. I mean, you can, but what's going to happen is at a later time, something else is going to trigger and you're going to fall apart. There's no way to get rid of those things that they did. The only way to not feel the intense pain is to feel it when it comes to you. And that's after no contact. That's when most of the time, that's when it happens and when it comes to you. And when it comes to you, you feel the pain. You can make yourself feel better in the moment by being your own parent, being your own mother. For example, telling my eight-year-old self, you didn't do anything wrong. I'm so sorry that you weren't able to audition for Annie. I'm, I'm so sorry. There's nothing you could have done differently. You have to comfort yourself. You have to do that inner work, inner child work with your child, with you as a child. Because you're an adult and you're not going to go, there's no way to go back in time and change things, right? There's nothing you could have done to change things. You were a child. You were controlled 100% by this evil person who was trying to hurt you. And you had no way of doing this. I'm going to tell this story because this came to me. And, and it's not it's not like it just I just remembered the story. I've always known the story. It's just that I looked at it in a completely different way the other day. When I was like three or four years old. And to give you a little background, my father always worked all day long. Like, I never saw my dad. I saw my dad on Sundays, and he was exhausted because he had worked pretty much around the clock Monday through Saturday, right? He had two jobs. And I don't know, it it doesn't matter what day of the week it was, but my dad was leaving for his second job after lunch and I started screaming at the top of my lungs and this I actually remember and I have flat feet so I had these little orthopedic shoes which if any of you are in my era of age in the 70s they were like wow they were hard like those shoes were hard I was having a mental breakdown as a three-year-old. I was just freaking out, crying, screaming for my dad. I kicked my mom in the head, which I think is hilarious because she freaking deserved it. Um, 
she always told that story as, oh, it's so cute. She misses her dad so much that she, she kicked me in the head. No, I kicked her in the head because she was doing stuff to me. Now that's where I don't know what she was doing to me when I was that young. But that's why I kicked her in the head. Because I didn't want her there. I didn't want to be alone with her. These are the things you're going to remember. These are the things that are going to make more sense. And it's going to hurt you. Right? I mean, how painful is it to think I was three and four years old. And I was being abused to the point that I kicked her in the head. Because my dad was leaving. Because I guess things must have been better when he was there. Right? She kind of held back, at least when I was little, when he was there. So, that's why it took so long for us to see the truth. Because we were enmeshed with the narcissist and therefore weren't. Really, we couldn't see past our noses. And they didn't want us to see. So they did everything in their power for us not to really see what a good family looked like. I mean, I was kept away from my dad's family. Even though they they lived in Cuba. They live in Cuba. I was only allowed to be around my mother's side of the family. And in that side of the family... There's so many toxic people that it's just more of the same. It was more of the same. I I was never going to see it. And then, you know, inevitably what happened, happened. I found out I had three brothers I didn't know existed. And then that wasn't when I went no contact. I went no contact a few months later. When we had a a hurricane, we had no power. It was 100 degrees. And my parents had power and they hadn't told me. Because she was getting even with me for not having spent the hurricane in her house. I was not going to put myself in jail with my mother in in their house. It was not going to happen. I couldn't. After I found out about my brothers, I went low contact. And I couldn't bear the idea of staying in that house with them. We ended up, and we will, I will forever be grateful, we ended up in a, friend, a friend's house. In that ended up being the wrong decision because the hurricane was much worse where, where we were. But at least there was something about being there with her and... She gave us two rooms because my daughter was with us. It was just a good experience for us. We played Uno. I mean, we we actually enjoyed ourselves. That would have been a whole different story if I had gone to my parents' house and stayed there. Like I always did. You know, my mom was punishing me. And stonewalling because she knew. She could feel that I was slipping away. At that point. Alright. Well. I'm going to end it there. 
And like always, I love you guys. I hope that this podcast helps you to understand maybe better where you are in this process. And if you don't understand why you're feeling terrible, even though you want no contact, that's why. Because separating yourself and distancing yourself gives you 20-20 vision. And that's painful. But the best way to get through that is just to feel the pain. And also to comfort yourself. Learn to comfort yourself. And tell yourself, that's okay. It wasn't your fault. I'm here now to protect you. Right? And who are you talking to? That that other person who's being abused in the past. You're talking to yourself, but you're not talking to yourself now. You're talking to yourself then. So, I hope you guys are doing okay. And until next time.